I'd like to welcome you guys to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Knight. Here we will discuss competition hunts, pleasure hunts, and anything else dealing with the hunting dog. It is our sole purpose to bring awareness to preserve the sport of hunting with dogs. Without further ado, let's collar our dogs and send them on through the country. Today's word comes from 1 Corinthians 2, 4 through 5. And my speech and my preaching were not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. 1 Corinthians 2, 4 through 5. We'd like to take this time to thank Mr. Jeff Island with the Ground Floor Landscape Supply for his support in the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. Thank you. Hey guys, today's episode is brought to you by Timber Creek Dog Supply, our go-to for everything hunting dog related. Timber Creek has been in the dog supply business for 20 years and supports multiple tree and running dog organizations. Check them out at TimberCreekSupply.com or on Facebook at Timber Creek Dog Supply. Hey guys, we'd like to thank Precision Aluminum Fabrication for their support in sponsoring the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. Precision Aluminum Fabrication is located in Amit, Louisiana. You can contact them through their Facebook page at Precision Aluminum Fabrication or their website at www.precisiondogbox.com. They specialize in custom aluminum welding from custom dog boxes, aluminum water tanks, aluminum toolboxes, all built to the customer's request. They guarantee the best price on the market without giving up top quality work. If you're in the market for a new dog box, give them a shout. Leave them a message on Facebook or precisiondogbox.com. Hello. How you been? I've been good. Sorry about that. This service around here is spotty in place. That's a good thing to, to most people. That's how it is here. I have to, you know, I, I'm a salesman, so I have to work off of this darn cell phone to to use this thing as my as my lifeline but crap i ain't got no good service so anyway i have to run it off of the wi-fi everything else been going your way oh yeah can't come in bliss can't complain that's right brother that's right well uh if you don't care we'll get this thing started we'll just shoot the junk a little bit for church there we go. sounds good well tell us a little bit about yourself and you know how you got your start and all that well my name's joy Poston now 47 year old uh, i'm a christian i guess first and foremost a husband and then uh, a dad i got two two wonderful kids austin's 26 i believe and he's a big fisherman uh fishes all over everything but he can't get even squirrel hunting no more and then, uh, <laughs> well my daughter she's 22 year old and we've got a business she tells, sort of works at her business takes care of that and she, she's a she's a story of her own but she's got her own little personality and, but uh I guess I got my squirrel hunting days. I've, I've always had dogs back than I can remember. I wasn't really raised with dogs. Uh, my dad was in the Navy, so when I was young, we, we bounced around a little bit. We lived out in California when I was real young, and then, um, back in Tennessee. And, uh, uh, you know, we had dogs around, but little rabbit dogs, stuff like never had a squirrel dog. And um, killed my first squirrel with my dad, but my dad had an accident when I was young and uh, got taken from this world. So I sort of raised up and... Uh, some old timers in the community, I guess, you know, when you're you're sort of lost, needing a place to go, instead of turning to mean things, there's a couple old men out here in the community took me under their wing and 
started taking me coon hunting with them. I Man, got my, that's been, that was a blessing there, I tell you. Oh, blessing in disguise. I didn't know it then, but uh, they sort of, you know, they'd invite me to go coon hunting with them. I didn't have license, so they'd come pick me up, and we went coon hunting. And uh, I say we went coon hunting. We went out a lot. We didn't trail a lot of coons back then. <laughs> uh, they they was like everybody else in my community. You know, we was uh, uh, didn't have much money. to You know, what you just hunted whatever you had. And uh, two of them, men, I won't never forget them. Henry Pippen, a lot of people in this area, uh, he had, and this is no joke, probably 100. He, he run foxhounds, too. So he had fox hounds and coon hunt. He probably had a hundred dogs. Jeez, Louise! I don't, I don't know. If we didn't run foxes at night. He told us sometimes <laughs> we was coon hunting, but, but that's sort of way I got my start. You know, I coon hunted and I got a perk. But that's what I got my coon hunting start there with. The, you know, some older gentlemen sort of took me under their wing. Uh, Henry Pippen, Denny Smith, and a and a guy that he he packed any kid that wanted to go hunting in our area here. Robert Frank Hawkins. If you wanted to hunt, you was gonna go coon hunt. He'd come pick you up. And, I got a couple cur dogs, and with hound people, you know, they didn't like cur dogs. They didn't want to hunt their hounds with with cur dogs. And back then, I couldn't understand that, but because uh, we weren't treating too many coons to start with, so I don't know why mine would would uh, mess their dogs up much. But uh, I kept the cur dogs and enjoyed them. Uh, I ended up getting two pe- two dogs uh, from out of Screek from Carl's, and uh, uh, got peeling with them a little. And you know, it was a lot of fun to squirrel hunt, but it was just. I, I don't know. It, it wasn't coon hunting. For some reason, coon hunting was my first love. And uh, the I can't say anything without my start. He's a good guy out here. I got I got serious into competition hunting there, and he had probably the best dog around here. And uh, turned 16 year old, and he basically I was a hired hand at 16. He gave me a truck, and I mean a nice truck, and uh, gas. And on Friday and Saturday nights, I'd run the hunts with his dog. And you know, a 16 year old kid, I couldn't ask for no better because I had a night champion that I packed around with a brand new chevy truck and a tank of gas and uh, man that was you was living the dream back in i was living the dream his name was uh, uh bobby canard was a gentleman uh and and again he took me under his wing and really showed me a lot about hunting and taught me you know a lot and and i was at an age there and without a father that i needed you know and, and that that was a big help for me and I'll forever be grateful for them men for, for doing what they done for me then. That's right. I mean, he thought enough of you too to put you in a new truck and, and, a, and a nice dog and to run up and down the road with. Yeah. And uh, from there, it sort of, you know, I got a little older and started wanting my, you know, my own dog. And, and those guys helped me too, you know, to find dogs. And I got a couple of dogs. To tell you, I had a great coon hound. I'll never tell you, I had a great one. I had some that was, you know, some night champions, grand knights, and good dogs. But I didn't have nothing just what I would call super special. You know, when, when I showed up, you think, well, Joey's going to be the man to beat. I wasn't that. You mostly hunt anything, or was you hunting walkers or English? or? I was, now, at the beginning, I hunted anything that would, anything I could afford. You know, if you'd, if you'd trade me a dog for a gun, I was, I'd hunt a red bone. I traded a twenty two rifle for a, for a red bone one time that was was a plug nickel, but I've hunted everything. I'm not colorblind. <laughs> uh Still to this day, I mean, I've hunted five, you know, fives, tree and curs. I'll hunt anything as long as I think it, you know, compete and win. Uh, I've never been color colorblind on that. You know, as life goes on and things change, uh, we had had my son and my wife. The good thing about it, she worked second shift then, and we was when I say struggling, we was living in a little single wide trailer, you know, barely making ends meet. But to me, as long as I could coon hunt, I was happy. Uh, and she was working, so I'd hunt. At least five nights a week while she was working, I'd try to be home 11 or 12 o'clock. Right. Yeah. And then here comes a kid along, and she changes day shift, and 
you know, we started butting heads a little. I still thought I needed to hunt five to seven nights to keep my dogs where I wanted to be and compete at the level I wanted to. I'll never forget, we were standing there in the kitchen one time, and she looked at me. She said, I didn't marry you and have kids to be alone all the time. She said, why don't you squirrel hunt? She said, you squirrel hunt seven days a week, and I'll never complain. And I said, Tanya, I said, you know what? What you just said made a lot of sense. I said, you know, I need I need to be here for my and, and I don't get me wrong, I didn't neglect my family. I, I need to be home at night besides out chasing a dog, that's for sure. Man, that sounds like the same story I, I had. Lindsay never really gave me an ultimatum, but I was trying to coon hunt and keep a dog ready, and she was just like, you know, I can't do this by myself. I told Jeff the other day this story, and you may have heard it on the podcast. I just took Payson, I just took him a, a baby with me, and she was like, "You better never take my baby off like that after he's in there point seven and cold." But anyway, I get it. I do. I went through that same thing. Yeah, but we all sort of, I guess, got got to grow up. That was my time. I needed to grow up and be a family. Besides uh, chasing a coon dog, mm-hmm. that, that's what I done. I took her for for her word. I. I started hunting seven days a week, squirrel hunting, and uh, I'm sort of blessed where we live out here. You know, Carl Smith lives up the road, and uh, me and Carl hunted a lot, and, you know, Carl is an extremely, extremely, he's got older now. In the last, you know, few years, Carl's changed style of dogs a little bit, but Carl Smith helped me a lot by teaching me, you know, I, I was blessed to learn from a, a great man of the sport, uh, the competition aspect of it, and there's a whole lot more to turning the dog loose, you know, than just the order. A whole lot more to hunting than just turning the dog loose. Uh, that, that's right. So, Where'd you say you lived? I live in Cookville, Tennessee. I'm probably, Carl says probably 20 minutes from me. I'll be so dying. we hunted together a ton, uh, or quite a bit. Yeah, I tried. Uh, I talked to Carl not too terribly long ago, and he was go come on here. I'd love to have him on here. He just, he's, a, I guess, technology and stuff, he just don't, he don't want to do it. So, and I respect yeah. that. Yeah. But uh, he learned me a lot of bit. You know, we, we hunted, but now I started learning some tricks and seeing some things, and he treated his dogs completely different. You know, if somebody come down here to go hunt with Carl, they would hunt with a dog. But his competition's dogs was treated completely opposite of the other dogs. And, you know, I started catching on to that stuff and seeing, and me and Carl owned some dogs together and been partners in some dogs in the past, uh, which was, you know, I had a big, big help right there off the bat. And that's sort of where I took off from there. You know, I started hunting these cur dogs and enjoyed them. Uh, I hunted street dogs at the beginning there and, you know, over the years had different dogs. I can remember my first squirrel hunt I ever went on. I had a dog. Uh, I was embarrassed to take her to, to James. And then this, this has been back in the early 90s, maybe late. I'd say early 90s. Um, her name was Biscuits, what I call her, but Roaring River Dally. She had a long tail. And I was so embarrassed to take a long-tailed dog up there to Jamestown because it just, you know, everybody had a short-tailed dog, and they had a look, and, and she didn't meet that criteria. Right. That long tail. But was she, was this an OMCBA hunt? Yeah, it was an OMCBA hunt at Jamestown. Got you. Oh, long and tail. And I asked, yeah, yeah. It was, and I've still got some pictures of her. I mean, I was awful proud of the dog. She she taught me a lot about hunting, uh, her, that style of dog, you know. And she come from the Roaring River line of dogs. Robert Frank Hawkins, the guy I talked to earlier, is the one that helped me sort of get her. Uh, he told me where she was at, and I went down to and, and bought her. And uh, I say trained her. We both worked together, you know, and she got better. And uh, the first morning there, I hunted, you know, how it is. And you, I'm a young, young, basically a kid pulling up here, and I had to borrow a truck to get to Jamestown because my truck, I don't know, would have made it to Jamestown or not. <laughs> uh, so I get to Jamestown with this little long-tailed dog, and I'm, I'm out of place. I'm, I'm a young kid there with a dog, and 
But now I thought I thought I had a dog that compete with them because you know hunting hounds and stuff. I said if she goes hunting, she gets treed, and you got to drag her off a tree. I think she'll compete. Uh, it was a funny story because we. You know how it is you get out of your truck, and one of these guys is he's known, you know, he's won a bunch of stuff. So I'm already, I'm looking at him like, oh man, that guy's, I drawed him. And the other guy was, I think he's from South Carolina. He had South Carolina state champion and all these things. And you know how it is. Some, I don't know if it's intimidation. Factor. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. I'm living it right now. Talking to you. They always got, got to, uh, gear on. I was like, man, I draw two top people right They told us to cast their dogs, and I reached down and snapped mine. And, and I always liked a female, so she just flies through the woods there, and their dogs are sitting there scratching. And the evolution of competition has really, really changed since when I started. Uh, and people, you know, now you go to hunt, and you're like, wow, it's all business. Back then, that my dog treed, and they were still scratch. Um, and I was like, tree my dog? And he's like, what? And I said, yeah. So we, we go in her tour, and she made a couple trees before those dogs ever decided they wanted to go hunting and uh so uh, you know that morning cast gets over with and i'm feeling really good because you got to hunt two rounds back then right i'm feeling pretty pretty good about my dog i said you know i thought she could compete but you know didn't really know and i drawed out that evening with the top top two scoring dogs of the morning cast and uh the guy said you want to ride with me so i ride with one of the guys i'm gonna be hunting with we're going out through there and he looked at me and he was a serious heart attack he said you got a good dog boy (laughs) i looked at him i said sir I think I do, but I said, this is my first ton. I said, I'm not really for sure, but I said, I guess, you know, he said, well, you're fixing to find out because he said, I got a darn good one. And he said, this boy hunting with us, it was a, he was a cross guy, I believe, out of North Carolina or South Carolina. He said, he's one of the crookedest handlers you'll ever see and got a good dog. Wow. And I said, well, I'm fixing to probably learn something. And uh, so we cut the dogs loose. And uh, when we did, my dog, she hunted like I'd want one to hunt now still. She just took off. And, uh, I'll never forget it. My dog run down a little old path there, and that dog, the old man, the older gentleman was hunting, just reared up on the tree and tree. Now, right where my dog went through, and hmm. I looked up, the, he said, tree, tree that dog, and I looked up the tree and had two squirrels, and I sort of scratched my head, and I was like, Lord, what have I got myself into? Cause my dog, I thought was pretty good, but I've seen her run right underneath them, but uh, he got, you know, he got those first two squirrels, or first squirrel there on me, and uh I think she made 14 trees that evening. If I ain't wrong. The next 14 trees, she made them all first. And by now, dogs covered a lot back then too. But uh, I went on to win that cast. He said that's the best dog that he had ever laid his eyes on. And that was and, your uh, your jip. That was my jip. Yeah. And she had a short career though. I got done with that cast, and I guess you know word got out a little bit. And that guy would come back to the clubhouse and was telling everybody. He said that little boy right over. He said has got a squirrel dog. And uh, I went and bred her at Streaks Mountain Jackson. Carl had Streak might have been alive at that time, uh, but he couldn't went and breed, I don't think. But I bred her to, to Jackson. No, it would be, you know, Jackson and Carl on him. But uh, those puppies, you know, was four weeks old, and uh, she got out of the kennel and got run over. So she was at two hunts and uh, won one of them and won the other one or second or something in it. So that ended her career. Uh, mm, mm, and, mm. and to be honest with you, like I told you, I didn't have a pot to feed in and uh, – was broken. I got offered back then more money than I know of, you know, that a, a dog was squirrel dog for sure. Was <laughs> uh, and I'm sort of, you know, thinking here she is. I had to bury her and I thought this is awful because I could use this money big time right now to help my family in, in life. So I was on the hunt again for another. I went and bought her sister, uh, which never did turn out to be, you know, what I was after. But I've been, been very blessed to put, have my hands on some decent dogs over the years. 
that's sort of how I got my start. And I really like the competition. You know, we talked the other day, and I told you, I'm these. That's probably the weakest league. Or I've got all kinds of faults. Don't get me wrong there, but competition. I I feel like I'm. That's my weakness because I want to win. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best to beat you at anything we do. And I wish I could enjoy it a little bit more than I am. So maybe the older I get, that's gonna change a little bit more. That's right. Maybe so. I I'm competitive too. I like to win for sure. Tell us a little bit about some of your dogs that you you know you're proud of and stuff like that. Well, uh, there ain't no telling how many dogs I've over the years here. Uh, I guess I've, I had some dogs. I had a dog named uh, Black Magic. Uh, she posts black magic. She she was a nice dog, big hunting dog. Uh, she would be uh, some of Peanut Beatty's stock was one of the dogs I went to after that. Uh, she done her first year of winning. Uh, for a female, she she moved around real good. Uh, big mouth for a female and, and a great big dog. But uh, she was one I liked. Um, had a dog a little after that. Uh, hard drive champ. Richie won two or three world titles with him. And uh, I think maybe a, a combination too. He treated coons also. Probably the dog that I've been the most fond of, and this is going to be hard to pick because, you know, I've had my hands on, you know, a lot of a lot of dogs. Uh, but Tree Style and Lacey was a female that she's always been near and dear to my heart. Uh, she's the only dog that I've ever owned other than, than the biscuit dog that got run over. But she's the only dog that's ever died on my place. Really? I've sold all. I've sold everything that you can think of. I've always sold them. But, uh, now, would it, was, Tree Style and Lacey, she... Didn't she reproduce? You bred her or somebody bred her to something, and what did she reproduce? She reproduced the Chaos dog, a dog that uh, John Justice had was a real nice dog. But to be honest with you, she never reproduced a dog. I mean, Chaos is nice. I'm not taking nothing from her. But she didn't reproduce as good as I would have liked her to. You know what I mean? Because I would thought she was special to me. Uh, her thing about her is she was so competitive, you know. If you got treat on her, it's like it killed her. She'd break her neck to get somewhere else as deep as she could, um, and as quick as she could to get treat. She was super competitive, and we was very fortunate. Luckily, um, I've always prided myself. I didn't want to go to like I've never been one of them guys to go like ten, fifteen, twenty hunts a year. I always like to you know pick and choose a few hunts and go to them and hopefully be competitive as I could be. Going back to them days, you know, uh, life changes a little bit. I didn't have no money, so. The only way I know how to be good is just try to outwork everybody else. Right. Uh, and that's that I would hunt. And I'd, I always felt if I showed up at a hunt that nobody would be more conditioned and have a dog, you know, they might beat me and could outdog me and outhandle me. But they wouldn't be able to have say that their dog was in better shape or ready to get to that point. Uh, and uh, that's what I, you know, I just busted my butt and hunted as hard as I could and had a, had a little bit of luck with her. Uh, we won couple world titles sort of put her on the back burner because uh me and tim willis good friend of mine shane stevenson down in canton georgia mm-hmm. known him forever me and him's been partners and dogs uh, still i mean to this day we might be able to buy a dog tomorrow if we find something we'd like but uh, he put me and tim together and said hey uh, tim you say you got a good dog he said joey's a, a pretty good handler and he said i think you know y'all two need to hook up so me and tim gets hooked up and we get a dog called a next level dude I, johnny resinuski trained the dog and had him going it wasn't like I'd done anything but just get behind him and hunted him and get him as hard and as good as I could. And Tim, I asked Tim, you know, I said, Tim, tell me what your goal is. He said, well, my goal is, he said, I want to win a world title. I said, well, you know, that'll be tough, but we'll give it everything we got. So I got the dog and we got hunting, you know. You know how anytime time you get a dog, the cur dogs, for some reason, when they come into different hands, there's always a little bit of change. It takes a couple of weeks before they get into to know you maybe and you know them to get a bond. Me and him, it took uh, tritronics and a little bit of a 
few beatings, but we got on the same page together. There. <laughs> Attitude and, adjustment. Yeah. That dog there, I've told a lot of people, I said, he's had enough electricity to go through him. He could power New York City. I mean, that thing, they don't tell how many shockings he took. He could take it, though, huh? Yeah, he could take it. But uh, I won't ever forget, I went to Elnor, I guess, was one of the first hunts I took him to. And back you know, back then, Elnor was a big deal. There was a ton of dogs. And we was fortunate and got, got lucky enough to make it to the finals and wormed our way through. And we won that hunt. And I called him. I said, well, Tim, you wanted that world title. I said, we got it. And he said, you've got to be kidding me. And I said, no. And I said, you know, we've, we got lucky here. I said, uh, he said, well, let's go get another one. That was before cell phones and Facebook. So you had to actually call him after the hunt, huh? Yeah, I called him. And we had a, you know, we, we, we was pretty tickled about that. But it's just like anything. I've told a lot of people, and I've told this in my Sunday school class before, uh, once you get a world, you know, everybody's hunting a world title, world title. Once you get one, you're hungry for two then. You know what I mean? And then when you get two, you're hungry for, you know, three, four. So the only thing to fill you up is the good Lord that I've ever found. That's been one of them <laughs> things I've told them. I said, I can chase a hunt all I want to, but I said, it ain't going to fill me up like, you know, like the Lord does. And uh, You can say that again. That's been the biggest blessing of my life for sure. Mm-hmm. But we only went on that year. I believe I put him in, I don't want to say, three, four world hunts, uh, and we won I thank all of them that I put him in. That was, you know, our claim to fame with him. And then Tim, you know, we he bred him some. I bred him up here a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and I told him, I said, Tim, if we breed him, you know, something would change in this dog. I've never had one yet that didn't didn't change him a little bit. So we bred him a little. And when we did, I told him, let's, let's try to find something something else. And I went to a good friend of mine, Matthew Hall and Clark Rain. Me, him, uh, Brian Farrell, Dwayne George, I believe. We all went hunting up. Matthew brought a little old pup with him. He's probably, I don't know, if she's eight months old, year old, something like that, uh, named Maddie Ice. I, I, I changed her, just Maddie then. Uh, heard of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A few people heard of her, and we uh, we went hunting that morning there, and she was wild. That's what I, Any dog I like is pretty, pretty wild. Uh, we cut her loose, and, you know, dude done his thing. He treated some squirrels, and then we, we turned her loose, and she got through a field and up in Indiana. You know, you hunt fields and stuff and got treed, and I, uh, I like what she done on that first tree, but then we cut her again, and she blowed through a pocket there and just got deep, which back then, you know, I wanted one to go anywhere. And I said, Matthew, this little pup here's, you know, got some stuff. And he said, yeah. He, and uh, went on, and, and I did have a cell phone at that time, and we, we was going to eat lunch, and I called Tim. I said, Tim, I'm going to buy this female. And he said, what's he want? I said, I don't know, but I said, I've seen some stuff in her. I said, we need her. He said, well, get her bought. So uh, that, that was pretty good because I had a man behind me that trusted me and believed in me, and he had the money to sort of, you know, and Matthew's like me, you know, he's, he grew up in Clark Range and I made him an offer and I got her bought before we got down there set and eat. Right. And, uh, so we, we went on and hunted her, um, which, you know, she was young and green, but, uh, Matthew, I think hunted her in a junior world for us. And he, I don't know if she got out of pocket or what happened. And I got her and started hunting her all the time. We had a little bit of luck with her. We won quite a few hunts with her and, uh, ended up selling like everything, sold her and moved to. Where'd she go? Who'd you sell her to? Well, Tim, Greg got her after us. Tim and Greg partnered up on her. Mm -hmm. I hunted her, uh, I guess, in the NSD world, and she was coming in heat. And after, you know, within a couple weeks, I know she'd be coming in within a month. And uh, we wanted to breed her to hunt her. And uh, Greg took her up there for us out of the hunt. And sure enough, about a month, she come in and uh, bred her to hunt her. And uh, I, I had... That died started sort of wanting to get out a little bit because kids, my son played travel ball and I, I never missed a ball game. I just wouldn't do that. But 
my daughter started playing travel volleyball too. And I said, you know, that's the winter time. So I need to not miss none of her games too. So Greg took her the next year and hunted her. You know, I'd work dogs and tried to have some different dogs up and going. But Maddie was, was a really nice female that we had some luck with. Probably one of the best dogs I've ever had my hands on uh, is a dog called Oklahoma Craig. Oklahoma people, Craig. I don't even, I don't guess I've ever heard of that dog. That dog, uh, to me, he was just a freak of nature. Uh, Lacey would be my favorite dog because I had her longer. And, you know, she was just more, she was competitive. Uh, Keith Supmiller, which is a great friend of mine in Oklahoma, me and him had talked over the years and always kept in touch. And he said, I got a young dog out here, Joey. He said, he's just started, but he said, he's got good potential. So um, I said, heck, I'm, I'm going to buy it. So I sent my friend Richie Bean uh, out to Oklahoma to pick her up, put, pick him up, and he brings him back. And, uh, you know, he's a young dog. And he's part bird dog and part hound and a little, maybe a little Stevens Kerr or something. Looked just like a bird dog. And uh, we uh, started hunting him and, and started seeing some good things in him. At first, you know, he'd leave in trees like everything else. But uh, he uh, got a little bit better and a little bit better. And I thought, man, he's something else. And uh, we continued to get him. And uh, we went up to Indiana again, hunting with John Stewart. I'm thinking, John, I don't remember who all was with us. And me and John was hunting. And Richie and my son was hunting a different place. And he goes, what is that dog tree out here through yonder? And I said, that's credit. And he said, really? And uh, he said, I ain't never. And that when we got done hunting, he said, I've heard that dog treat all morning long. He said, I got to see him. So uh, we met up with Richie and him. I said, show him credit. And uh, he was just a, you wouldn't believe it when you seen him to think that was the dog you heard treating. You'd think he might be pointing a bird or something the way he looked. But uh, he was the kind of dog, and this is no joke, you could unsnap him. And he could be 400 yards in a minute and a half treat. Holy uh, cow. Yeah, yeah. But we was a little story about him. We was up in Catoosa hunting one day. Anybody's around here, Catoosa's a big, can get rough. Uh, and Danny Hahn, uh, he's a very known, he, he trained streets Mountain Jackson. Uh, him and Gary Walker was hunting, and we run into them. Gary said, you got that bird dog with you? And I said, yeah. Is he it, said, you said who? Gary Walker? Okay. Gary Walker, yes, sir. And uh, he said, uh, you care to turn him, turn him loose and let Danny watch him go? I said, well, no. I said, but now. It's fixing to rain. I hate to cut him loose. He said, cut him loose. And I cut him loose. And it wasn't just a second. I said, he's treed. And Danny looked. And he said, where's he at? And I said, he's way through yonder. And he looked at me. And he laughed. And he said, Joy, he said, I hunted the other morning. And he said, it took me four hours from right here to where you're at. So I got in there hunting. He said, don't get me wrong. He had a dog walk with him. And he said, there's no way that's that dog. And I said, Danny, that's him. And uh, Gary looked at him and got laughing. He said, I told you he'd go. And uh uh, you know, we had to drive a long ways to that dog. And uh, Danny just couldn't believe that a bird dog would go in a tree like that. <laughs> he was, uh, we hunted him in a couple, one, one to two hunts before uh, I sold him. We had a, back then, they wanted a bunch of money. Huh? I had a hunt here called the Bash for Cash. I think it's a $100 entry fee or something. And they several dogs would come from all over. And Jarvis Humphrey, particular, come to this hunt that used to run uh, PKC. And yes, sir. He come down to this hunt. I'm, I was really glad he went out on a cast with me. He sat in the truck. And he walked maybe and went back to the truck. But I draw John Stewart, and I'm thinking maybe Jarrett Corley was on that hunt. Back when Jarrett was starting. What was they hunting? You remember what they were hunting? Well, John Stewart was hunting. He just won the world junior OMCBA hunt with a dog. I don't remember his name. I think it was the dog. Him and Kenny Smith had his hands on this dog. And Jarrett was hunting maybe. He had Georgia Bowie. Rose and Jabor, something, one of those dogs. It was funny because this is this was just Joey posting back in, and John Stewart is a great dog man, a great handler. John Stewart's hard to beat. Uh, 
super nice guy. Super nice guy. But when you draw him in a hunt, he, he's packing a nice dog. He looked over at Jarrett and he said, uh, you know, he said back then, I think it was two hour hunt. He said for, you know, for two hours, he said, we're fixing to put the boxing gloves on and go to war. And, John, you know, Jared looked at him and didn't think so. Me and John, I mean, we butted heads. I mean, we was, we was at each other the whole time. I come out on top there and John got back in the truck. And he said, well, Jared looked at him. He said, Yun's really did about box. And he said, I told you, he said, now we'll go buy each other's dinner. He said, that's just part of, part of it. He, me and him hunted against each other. He said, it's going to be intense. And uh, John told me, he said, that's the best dog I believe I've ever been with. And he said, I hope you draw a sniper this evening. Well, I didn't want to draw a sniper because I know what sniper was. You done heard of him. Oh, I've been with sniper. I mean, sniper's super nice. And we get back to the clubhouse and, and Merle won't mind me telling this story. I don't believe. And, uh, you know, Merle Sealy, I'm sure everybody knows Yes, sir, Merle. yes, sir, yes, sir. A great dog, man. I'm going I'm to try to get him on as well. Yeah, oh, you need to get him and John, because John's very knowledgeable in some of the older dogs. That's right. Too. I'm on, He's on my list as well. <laughs> so we get back to the clubhouse, and I'm, I'm not one. I'm no trash talk unless you're my buddy or something. But, you know, I'm, I walk in the clubhouse. We set the car down there, and John looked at Merle, and he said, I hope you draw him this evening. Merle said, why is that? And he said, because he said, you will never make it. An hour of the cast. And he said, what do you mean? He said, He'll, you'll withdraw within an hour. And Merle looks at him like, you, what, do you, what do you mean? He said, "You that dog right there? He said, I'm telling you. He said, you'll, be, you'll withdraw within an hour. He said, you'll have all you can. And so Merle's competitive like, you know, like me and John and everybody. And Merle's like, I hope I do draw him in. And I'm thinking, man, John, don't be putting that target on my back because, <laughs> you know, Sniper's junior world champion. Sniper's won all these hunts, and, you know. <laughs> I know what Sniper is going to do because I've seen it firsthand. He he is nice. So guess who draws each other in the two-dog cast that evening? You and Sniper. Me and Sniper. John is a spectator, and we had a couple more spectators. Oh, yes, sir. He was go spectate that for sure. Yeah. So he's going to rub it. You know, he's rubbing Merle the whole time. And Merle's, you know, I know he ain't liking nobody telling him he's going to get beat that bad. And we, we go out there, and we reach down, we unsnap the dogs. And uh, it wasn't just to say, you know, when I say a second, I don't think it was much more than a minute. I said, tree credit. And Merle sort of looks at me a little funny. And uh, if I'm telling any of wrong, I hope he corrects it. But uh, he said, do what? And I said, tree. He said, Warren. I said, that's him right through yonder. And he said, Joey Post. He said, you're telling me that's your dog right through yonder that fast. I said, yes, sir. That's what I'm telling you. And he he don't believe me. I mean, and, and I don't blame him because I don't know that I would have believed him. And he said, okay. So we go walking, you know, it takes a little while. And we get there and he looks and John said, right there, such a squirrel. And uh, Sniper was off from a distance. Sniper wasn't treated with him or nothing. So, but he wasn't treated in. So I reached down, I unsnapped him again. And he flies in there, you know, four or 600 yards just a second. And I said, Tream. He said, Joey, you're telling me that's him again right through there. And I said, that is him. He said, okay. We get down there. He does that three times in a row right there. Merle looks and he goes, how much more time's left in this hunt? And John just bust out laughing. <laughs> and he said, you ain't hunted about 30 minutes, John. He said, we, or Merle, he said, you think you can handle it? He said, yeah, I can. I said, we're going to have to tell time out because it took a lot of ground to hunt that dog. Uh, even the dogs I got now hunt deep, but they didn't hunt like he hunted. Um, so we uh, we called time out. We went to another place and cut loose and it's the same thing, which sniper trees fell off in and treated squirrel too. Merle said, Joey, he said, he said, I know that Sniper could get beat, but I never thought he would be embarrassed. And I said, well, no, he ain't been embarrassed. He said, he said, he took a beat. And he said, that dog is, is in another level. Uh, and that dog had a stroke or something, because after that hunt, Jarvis, you know, he knowed all them big time men. Everybody in the world tried to buy him. Uh, 
the dog had a stroke or something, and that was pretty well the end of his. You know, he still treats squirrels out of that. He was never near the same dog because I don't know what happened to him. We took him to every vet that could be took care of, and uh, they never know what happened to him. But he just didn't have no heart. I mean, he'd treat a squirrel or two, but he just didn't didn't do like he did, you know, when he was right. And his name was Oklahoma Credit? Oklahoma Credit. He was out of a dog called Money he Miller had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jim Barnes had money. Uh, and I think, you know, the money dog, the money dog started getting bred a lot after, after, after that. Right. People see him I, and I couldn't thing. understand if you were saying Craig or credit, but credit, like credit card. I got you. Yes, sir. Yeah. Probably because I had to take out credit to go get him. Back <laughs> I don't know. Well, he sounded like the right kind for sure. In any company today, a hundred oh. years ago, he sounds like, I mean, he sounds like he could get, get it done today. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. You know, he was the kind of dog uh, you just unsnapped, and he would be somewhere in a matter of, you know, minutes tree. Had a real good mouth, and he, he was real, because I've had some bird dog crosses before. I called them hot-footed, but he was real stationary. You called him what? To, I called him a little hot-footed. Hot-footed? Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like a little yeah. touch of bird dog. I'm hunting one now. Yeah. Well, some of them that I've had... Uh, just when I say hot footed, they didn't want to stay treated. You know what I mean? They was yep. They had to get from point A to point B, and then they weren't careful. They was going summers again. That's that's you know not to to cut in on you, but you know if I bred one straight to just a L Hugh, I had a L Hugh and bred her to a Walker Hound. They wouldn't stop. You know they'd stop for a minute and then they'd keep on. You know they they'd bump a little bit and then keep on. It was hard to get them to uh, to get treed. You know like. Like Wade's my side dog. He's probably, you know, in an hour round at that hunt I had in the Delta last year. Yes. Oh, that's as good as I've seen a, a dog look. And he, I mean, he made four trees, had four squirrels, and he done it right. But right. Wade told me that, you know, when he was getting him started, that he had, to, you know, he basically hunted him on an island, you know, so he couldn't get, you know, keep going. Right. Yeah. He had to be yeah, able to get to him. Dogs. That's for sure. But, uh, yeah, he he was a special dog. I liked him. Uh, I would love to have him today uh, with the way the hunts are and him 100% because I'd feel pretty good about these truck hunts and some, you know, these bigger money hunts. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun to pack. That's right. I know that's right. Shoot, you got one like it that sure makes you, you know, confident going, pulling up for sure. What, uh, what'd you do? What was after, what was after old credit? Well, again, I've had several dogs. I had a, the burlap dog. He won quite a few hunts had him and ended up all sizemore got him and went on with him and won quite a bit uh, oh i don't know i've had my hands on a bunch of dogs i've got to say had the chaos dog and sold her to greg and tim uh she she done some winning and was, was pretty good um i don't know you can name a dog probably and i've owned it yeah, both owned <laughs> that last year at the jpi is a funny story the finals uh every one of those dogs has been in my kennel and I either owned them or fed them and hunted them for a while you know <laughs> I sold Rebel. I sold the Wild Thing dog. The Wild Thing was out of Maddie Ice. You know, mm -hmm. I really liked Maddie. Uh, I really liked the Wild Thing dog. She was one I took off a couple of years hunting. Um, again, when my, my son was about to graduate high school, my dog's daughter's playing travel ball. Uh, I still had dogs. I, I sort of stepped away from the competition a little bit. From, and um, well, what was I going with there? Uh, I st stepped away and. Uh, well, you're going to have to edit that part because I lost my brain dead. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You was talking about, uh, you know, you stepped away, you know, because your daughter and stuff was playing travel ball, but you had a couple dogs still. You kept. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I had a couple dogs. And, um, you know, I'll, I ain't going to have 
and I'm not hope I don't sound cocky. I don't want no average dog. Uh, if I've got a dog in my, he's he's something that I I can enjoy and feed him. He's got to have a tremendous motor and a big heart because I just uh, I've always if I'm going to work hard and hunt seven days a week, a dog better do his part for me or it just can't stay with me. Uh, I went through a ton of dogs. It, Shane Stevenson, I mentioned him earlier. Uh, he's if anybody knows Shane, uh, Shane is a uh, a great guy, but Shane is a humongous cut-up, and he loves to stir the pot more than anybody you've ever seen. He knowed how to get me back in the competition part of it, and he called me, and he said, hey, Joey, he said, uh, he said, you still uh, squirrel hunting? I said, well, yeah, Shane, you have squirrel hunting every day, and he said, well, you don't go no hunts anymore. Are you scared? And I said, well, no, I just ain't been to none, you know, ain't thought about it, and I said, really, I don't know, you know, this dog I got right here, how good he can do, and he said, well, he said, uh, he said everybody's saying you're washed up, and you you couldn't win a hunt no more. And I said, well, that's probably right, Shane. And that was the wrong thing to say because I acted like it didn't aggravate me, but that just eat me up. You know what I mean? I was like, who's thinking I'm washed up? You know, I can still compete. Uh, which he kept on ragging and going. He said, no, he said, you couldn't ever win a hunt no more. And I said, Shane, I said, I mean, a good dog's a good dog. No matter if it's 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I said, if I had a good dog, I said, I believe I could do you know, decent. And he said, well, he said, I, I'm just telling you what they're saying. They say you couldn't win the most. And I said, well, Shane, I say I can't. And he said, oh, I don't know then. He goes on and so they got me. I said, Shane, I'm going to buy me a dog. He said, let's go have her. So what he was doing is just fueling me up to go find us, you know, start working hard and get hungry again. And get y'all a nice dog. So I started going with a few dogs. And that's one of the reasons the JPI started is, uh, I was sort of looking and thinking, you know, uh, you know, hey, I, I want to see the best of the best, uh, what, what it does take to win, right? And I invited the top, back then I thought was the top nine dogs, and I don't mean to hurt nobody's feelings, there's probably nine better ones. That's the nine that I'd heard of a lot uh, to come here and hunt, and and got me hungry again, you know, and I wanted to, you know how it is, I wanted to compete. And I had went up to uh, to uh, Albany, Kentucky, is having the NKC World Hunt, to look at a dog, little boy. It was up there, and I went out with him that morning, we hunted, and uh, I heard about a dog that, Got beat the first, maybe she won the first round, and uh, got beat the second round, called Wild Thing. Uh, mm-hmm. She she wasn't called, I don't think, Wild Thing, but uh, Trent Thomas and those boys owned her, and uh, one of Greg Maynard's good buddies, he said, that dog there's got some, some good potential. And I, I heard a little about her, and I thought, you know, I'm going to, she got beat the second round. I think uh, Pepper maybe beat her or one of them. She, she had a pretty good scorecard. I always like to look at a dog's card and, you know, that tell me a lot. I was like, getting treated enough to compete or what, what they was doing. And I got in touch with Trent. And I said, Trent, I'd like to come up and look at that dog. And uh, Trent's like myself. He he, he would price the dog. We uh, I went up there and went hunting with him and got her ball. And she was green, don't get me wrong. She she was nice, but she did need a little, you know, she needed some hard hunting. Uh, Trent had her going in the right direction and doing good. And they'd actually want to, you know, a little bit with her too. But I got wild thing balled and. That's when ground floor was the first year, I think, that they had their ground floor series. And I told Shane, I said, here we go. I said, we can, good time to jump in. Let's get us an entry at all these ground floors, and let's just see if we can compete. Now, we, we might not can. So, uh, started getting ready and had the dog in good shape. And she come and heat on me about a week, two weeks before the before the first ground floor series. Mm. Uh, so, I'm struggling. You know, I'm thinking, man, I busted my tail here. And, had, you know, had a dog I thought he could win, and now I'm not going to have nothing. And a good friend of mine, John Newman, um, had a dog called Kenny, and I called him up. Hey, John lives 30 minutes, 20 minutes from me. And I said, John, I said, my dog's coming heat. And I said, I ain't got nothing to take that hunt. And I said, uh, 
would you be interested in filling my spot, taking it with candy? And he said, no. He said, won't you just take candy and honey? And I thought, well, you don't care for him. He said, I don't care a bit. So I went and got candy and hunger for a week or two. We went to, that's the first ground floor I ever went to. We was lucky and got lucky enough. We ended up winning that hunt. I'll be so, dying. Uh, I borrowed a dog to go in, and Candy was no slouch by no means either. Just Candy was probably a nicer dog than I had. So I said, well, you know, that made me feel good. I, you know, at least, at least I still could compete. So I got Wild Thing back, and then I think we hunted in, I think we hunted in four. There might have been five ground floors that year. We didn't go to the one in North Carolina, but uh, we won all. We won four of them, I think it was, and placed second and third. Uh, John hunted candy for me. Jeez. So hunted, uh, yeah. So that was my year coming back. Uh, you won uh, four of them, huh? Yeah, we won three and placed second, I think, in the other one. Good night. I bet you, what was he saying? <laughs> he, well, he already knew you could win. Who, Shane? Yeah. Shane was saying, go to another one. You still can't win. Because <laughs> hey, he's one of my best buddies. But see, he's partners too, so he's getting half the money. He's tickled to death. That That's I'm right. Sure. Yeah, he keeps feeling me. But uh, there's a, and I learn, a, you know, I don't know, again, I, I learn a lot that you, I don't want to get, uh, I don't know what you want to, some people say Jesus fired or this, that, and other, but uh, I learned something that year. It was down Mississippi. Um, again, don't get me wrong. I've always thought I had my dog ready, but I know the rules inside and out. Right. I didn't, I never went to hunt it. I can, I mean, I'm not an educated man or anything like that, but you told me, where does it say a dog so many feet off the tree? I could tell you section three, blah, blah. And I could tell you that, you know, I'd sound like a lawyer or a judge. Uh, I know those rules inside and out. I wouldn't cheat you, but I, I would try my best out dog you and out handle you. Uh, and right. that's just, uh, and sometimes if you're, if you're a handler, you know, you, you're going to take some, some licks every now and then people thinking, you know, he's a, he's a slick handler, this, that, and other. And Greg Maynard said this once, he said, I wrote the USDC rules, but he said, I swear, he said, you know, them better than the people who wrote them. He said, you know, and I said, well, Greg, I said, I, I, I have to know that because I got to do my part as a handler, just as well as my dog has to do its part. But I was down in Mississippi and, uh, it's one of them casts, you know, it's just, it's just tough. It was a tough situation, a hard cast. What was y'all, was this a USDC hunt? Yeah, it was a USDC ground floor. That uh, Saltillo, was it up north I, Mississippi? I, I think that's right. With, I, think uh, that's I think it was Jeff May or somebody? Jeff May, you're correct. Yes, sir. Uh, and we had a question on the cast, and uh, I, again, I know the rules, and I know that I was, was right. You know what I mean? I know what was right, and we went back in, and it ended up getting a guy scratched uh, from the hunt. Uh, and this guy, great guy, just coming into sport, and I know he, how he felt. You know what I mean? And, and because if it had right. been on the other side of it, I could understand this thing. I thought then, you know, after that's over, I was aggravated. He is aggravated. You know, they was eating stuff on the internet, this, that, and other. You know about it uh, went on. But I walked away from that, and I had a bad feeling in my heart. And it, as the Lord talking to me, I, know, I, I can tell you what exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, is these squirrel hunts? You going to win in a squirrel hunt? worth losing your testimony and and what somebody thinks of you um and i want to back this up just a little bit and and i'll go two sides of joey there's a competition okay. hunter and then there's there's a different joey uh, okay. i hope people can see that that's right uh, i went me and keith up miller and i'll never forget this this is going to be the other flip side of uh hunting we uh we went out in arkansas uh to hunt and i never had met keith but i talked to him so much on the telephone i mean he just i, I know him and, and i met keith uh, a man named Jim Hernsberger, 
And if you ever get the privilege to stand beside either one of them men, I, I, I highly recommend it because we walked up there at the hallway at the motel and we shook hands and talked and we talked just a little bit, but you started talking about the Lord and I've never been around two people that I had such a good feeling. I mean, it's almost like God's right there with us. You know what I mean? <laughs> these, are, these are men that you feel it when you're around them. Uh, and I wanted that feeling. You know what I mean? When I walked away from that, I was like, you know, me, Richie, uh, and a couple of boys from here, I think Gary Walker went there with it, but I've never, I've never felt that feeling there. You know, we hunted, we had a good time, but man, they they took their hats off. They prayed before we eat. Uh, they they was fine Christian men, and they just had that sense in that air. That out. they had the presence of God all over them. Yes, sir. And you know, I walked away from that. I wanted I wanted a little of that. I'll be honest with you. You know, I wanted that, and I won't never forget it on that hunt. They asked me to pray. And, and I went to church and, you know, I mean, uh, for years and, and trying to do right and all and do the best I could. Uh, but they asked me to pray before the, the hunt took off. And I prayed before that hunt. But at the end of that hunt, I was in an argument with a man, you know what I mean, over, don't get me wrong, it was money and he wanted to win. But at the end of it, I walked away and I thought, you know what, I didn't set the presence that I needed to set there. I'm not being a Jim Hernsberger and a Key Supplement. I'm not saying be a pushover, you know what I mean, at hunt. But I just... I don't know. I learned right there, and I said, you know what? I need to step away from hunting competition part, me handling, because the best joy posting ain't getting showed right there. Because you could draw me, and you wouldn't like me probably. You know what I mean? I wasn't the kind of guy that was fun to hunt with because I was going to enforce every rule, um, and, you know, I wanted to win. And um, me and that gentleman, I'll tie this story again later. You know, we he didn't like me. He didn't like me at all. Uh, and I think it's funny how God uses and works because – all that went around and it, it tied back in a little later. I told a lot of people, I said, I'm not going to hunt no hunts anymore. I told Shane that. I said, if I can't be what I need to be and, you know, and act like I need to, I, I don't need to be going to no hunts. Uh, and I said, I'm going to back away and let some of these other, now I've got some guys handle for me. Uh, and, you know, I want them to conduct themselves like they should, but, you know, they're more go-getters. I never had to eat crow as much as I, I did. I used to tell Richie Bean, he's one of my best friends, that I ever had when we'd go to hunts when he first started i said richie i said let me tell you something we, i tell him every morning before we when we cut loose i said uh, you got friends in tennessee and he'd look at me funny and he said what do you mean i said you ain't here to make friends you're you're here to win and that was my mentality in my in my younger years you know what i mean i'm here to win if mm-hmm. i draw chris knight i want to beat chris knight and when i go home I wanted you to like me, but it wasn't it was more important for me to beat you you know what i, I mean and, i get it yes uh, sir i do uh, and that's, uh, you know, that went on there. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be that guy no more. And, and I've made some of the best friends in this sport that they can ever be. Uh, that I mean, that you could ever dream of. Uh, you probably know what everybody in the squirrel hunt. No, I've come down with a, a muscle. Yes, sir. You there? Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I was just trying to catch myself here. Yes, sir. And, it, and it, some of those guys in the squirrel world don't know how precious they are to me man look so i have met some of the best people as well and this is uh you've been blessed (laughs) you have been blessed by because you were able to 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 pull yourself you know gather yourself and say you know what i'm not gonna let this dictate who i am as a person i want god to show through me first and foremost and i want people to see that you know, I don't. You know, I don't want people to remember. You know, Joey Poston as the 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 hard hunting handler, slick handler. I want them to remember me as you know, 
the person that 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 prayed at the beginning of the hunts and 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 stuff like that. So yes, sir, I do get it because this is the your story. It lines up with mine so much because I was so competitive and I was so just I didn't really care at all cost. I wanted to do what you know what Chris wanted to do, and when I found Jesus, man, it was just like I I let a lot of stuff. You know, you hear of worshiping idols, you know, I, you know, I, I let a lot of, I, not that I, you know, I didn't think I worshiped coon hunting, but man, i tell you this, a good friend of mine, and you probably know him, uh, Brandon Lowry told me one day, I had a guy call me and say, Chris, would you be interested in coming on my podcast or even partnering with me on a podcast and, and doing some stuff, you know, talking about Jesus and the Bible. And I said, let me get back with you. And I said, uh, and it kind of bothered me, you know, because I was like, dang, you know, I ought to be thankful for this, that somebody thinks that much of me to ask me that. But it bothered me. And I was like, and I was sitting there talking to Brandon and, and I said, Brandon, I don't know the Bible that well. And he said, Chris, I'm going to, he said, well, he said, I'm going to say something. And he's like, and this is being a buddy to you. I said, uh, he said, why don't you? He said, you know. You know, every pedigree that's in your dog, you know, the dog that it's out of, you know that, you know this, you know this about this hunting. He said, why don't you know the Bible? And I was like, shoo. I was like, man, <laughs> that's tough right there, brother. Because I do. I know I know every dog that you owned, you know. Yeah. Oh, but I can't tell you this about the Bible. So, I mean, it, it, it made me think, brother, it did, you know, because, you know, I did. I mean, I thought that these dogs, you know. I, you you couldn't ever tell me that I was worshiping this dog hunting and stuff, but I mean to an extent. I mean I put it a lot. I put it before a lot, you know. So. That's exactly, and that and that was me. I mean that was me because it was more like Joey Poston had to win. Joey Poston had to win. It wasn't, you know what I mean. And and I, and I really and I did I, in my heart. I had to win because especially if you're hunting on another man's dollar, you better win for him. But it, it wasn't that point. It was just got to the point to win, win, win. And and that hit me, and that, I'll never forget that. You know, me telling him, "You got friends in Tennessee, friends in Tennessee," and 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 the, it's funny how the Lord it all works in full circle. It because does. It come it come back around, and now I look, and you know what? I've been blessed and fortunate to find people, nice men, and and I know these people. You know, everybody's gonna bash competition hunting just to see any of them. You know what I mean? They, they all, but there is some of the best sport. Uh, and sit here and name people. A few people that's really, really, and and this is this is a funny story. Shane Stevenson, one of the my best friends. He lives in Atlanta, Georgia. But if I needed him, he, I could call him anytime, and he'd be right here. Uh, we butted heads back years ago hunting together, partnered on dogs. Well, Shane grow, I say grows up because we all grew up. You know, he he got older, and he's a preacher. Oh, dog gone. Chris, Chris Chastain. Great friend of mine had dogs. Bought the burlap dog from him. Bought several dogs. Sold him the big one, big and dog. Bunch of dogs. We went. Well, bought a dog from him a couple months ago. Uh, you know, we we growed up. You know, in hunting and talking and doing. He's went on to be a, a, a preacher. Uh, <laughs> Andy Cope, uh, which is probably the finest man I know walking. Uh, we met through dogs, and it was a weird story how we met. Uh, and we drawed each other being friends, but we would we would go head to head and. And I'll never forget, I'm driving down the road, and I've mowed Andy for years. And uh, Andy told me, he said, Joey, he said, uh, and I don't think you'd mind me telling the story. He said, can I talk to you? And I said, yeah. And he said, uh, well, when you get by yourself or you can talk to him, and he said, I need to talk to you. And I said, well, Andy, what do you need? He said, well, I'd rather you just, you know, be summers where you can sit down for a little while and talk to him. And I'm sitting here thinking, is, 
you know, has he got a terminal illness? You know, what's going on here? Because what's he now? I said, Andy, I'm going to pull my truck over on the side of the road. We're going to talk about whatever you want to talk about. And uh, he said, well, pull over. And I'm, I'm sort of nervous and scared because I'm afraid something's bad, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, Andy, tell me what's the matter. And he said, Joy, I've been called to preach. And he said, you're the person I've called. And I I'll said, be dull. what's the matter with that? And he said, uh, he said, I can't preach. And I said, well, no, you can't preach, Andy. I said, I, I tell you that. I said, but the good Lord's going to use you, buddy. I said, you just, you got big things coming. I said, I, he said, I can't talk plain. He said, I can't, re-, you know, he said, I don't know the Bible good. He said, I'm not going to do good. Andy I said, Andy, you will be great. I said, because you're doing a calling that God's called you to do. They put it on and your I life said, to be a preacher. And if yeah. you feel called, you got to answer that calling. That's exactly right. And he said, uh, he said, well, I wanted to tell you. I said, Andy, I said, you'll be awesome. And I used to call him every Monday morning. I said, tell me what you preached on. You know, I'd try to boost him up as much as I could. Right. But, you know, and, and those people, you know, we seen each other at a young age. You know what I mean? Girl, you know, I was young when I know Chris and Shane. Me and Andy met a little later. But it was weird that those people that I seen a change in them, too, you know, and we was all with each other. So I guess I lied to Richie years ago because, you know, I didn't realize it. But I was making friends then that I definitely needed. Uh, and, you know, now uh, coming, like I said, I've been diagnosed with a, they thought it was Lou Gehrig's disease, but it's, it's a different muscle disease. Um, and this all come within last year, I guess, a little bit before the JPI. And, you know, a lot of uncertainties, you start to, you know, you start thinking, you know, I know, I know I'm right with the Lord, and, but this time might be here way before I'm thinking. But those friends, it's amazing to people has reached out to me and called me, text me, and different things, support me throughout all this. Uh, it's the same people that, you know what I mean, that we've butted heads with in the past. Now that we all come together when we need it. I mean, the good Lord, uh, he's Ain't got that a plan. Something. Uh, and the good Lord will work that out uh, throughout all this. And this right here really tells me how the Lord works. The same gentleman that, that we sort of butted heads down there, or we didn't sort of, we did butt heads at Mississippi. I didn't speak to this guy because... I didn't know he was going to, you know, I thought he hated me. I'll be honest with you. I thought the man hated me. And I thought, here I am needed to be, you know, I prayed before this hunt, and I've got a man hates me after the hunt. What kind of guy am I? Yeah, what, what kind of, of example did I set? I, I really, I've done good for you, Lord, here. I've, I've failed you big time. I fail him every day. Uh, but that was something I didn't want to. I went to a hunt at Jamestown. I think it was a, you, it might have been NSD hunt as a spectator because I don't walk around as good as I used to, and I didn't know what I could do. But I ain't talked to that guy probably in two years. And I figured I'd never talk to him. He called me. He said, Joy posted. I said, yes, sir. He said, uh, before we go any farther, he said, I want to apologize. And I said, sir, you don't owe me an apology because he didn't. I didn't feel, you know what I mean? Yes, we butted heads. Yes, he said some things. Yes, I done some. But he said, I'm going to tell you something. He said, I don't know what it is. He said, but I know you've been sick. And he said, you've been on my heart. And he said, uh, I put this off. He said, I ain't calling him. And he said, I set the phone back down. He said, this went on about two days. But he said, this morning. He said, I could not keep from calling that telephone. He said, I had to call you. He went, I know what that was. That's the good Lord. You know, That's right. Us back together again. And he told me, and I said, sir, I said, I'm sorry too. Cause, and, and I am, because I didn't show myself like I should have. And I'll always be sorry for that right there. But the good Lord put us right back together, that, you know, at that time. And I, that man right now, I could call him and tell him I needed anything, and he'd be here for me. That's I mean, right. that's just uh, Man, that's, that's a just blessing. A Boy, that is, man, I tell you, <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a big sissy when it comes to Jesus because I will get sideways, and I do. I, I got a lot of good feelings, you know, but uh, 
ain't that something, boy. Mm. Yeah. And last year, you know, when we had the JPI, and I know you talked to me, Jeff, a little bit about this. Yes, sir. Um, last year's hunt, I would give anything if it could have, and it might have been some of it filmed. I don't know. You know, we had the JPI. It's always been the JPI, and it's nothing to do with joy posting because I just had the idea, let's get some dogs together and put a bunch of money up, and it, and it drove the hunters. Everybody done everything. Joy posting was just – Greg put that name on there, and Greg can't, can't give enough shout-out to Greg, too. He's he's an awesome guy made and a great, great uh, ambassador, I guess, to the sport. Uh, but last year, you know, we lost Mr. Norman Island. Yes, sir. And uh, Norman – Norman could have killed me in some cast, <laughs> and and I could have killed him in some. Norman was going to tell you what he thought, no matter what. That's just that was just Norman. You didn't have to worry about what he what he said. But Norman, he he made an impact on me through being around him because Norman was a man's man. Uh, you didn't have to worry what he thought. Uh, he and he he was just a good guy, but he loved loved competition. He loved to see the bigger the purse. He just tickled Norman to death. And, and him and Jill <laughs> were two people. They're competitive, but they enjoyed it. They could go to hunt and not do good, and, and you could see it in them. You know what I mean? They love to see that part of it. It's getting bigger. You know, this stuff keeps getting bigger. But uh, I told Jeff, I said, Jeff, I don't want to spring this on you, but I want to change the name from Joey Poston Invitation to Norman Island Memorial Hunt. And uh, it, I think Jeff was really tickled, and, uh, you know, we got there, and we all got up. And this is something that people don't see about competition. Everybody hears, you know, it's cutthroat, it's this, it's that. If you would have been at Manchester, Tennessee last year in that convention center, and you could have seen grown men, myself included, big, burly, grown men that, you know, we think we're, you know, big, tough guys, tears rolling down several grown men's face in that building, talking about Mr. Norm and this, that, and the other. Uh, I think God really showed out last year to JPI, and I was just blessed to be there. Um, and... Uh, to have a part in that because it was a, that was one of the most special hunts that that I've attended to because just the camaraderie and the talking and and quickly got up and we talked about the Lord a little. I mean, if you're gonna be around me much now, you're gonna and that's something I appreciate about your podcast. Uh, hey guys, Bob Osborne with Timber Creek Dog Supply is a one-stop shop for dog supplies and hunting gear. He carries everything from coon lights and squalers the hip boots, and tracking gear. So if you are in need for some new outerwear, a new thermal, or just a leading collar, check out Timber Creek at TimberCreekSupply.com or by phone at 662-230-7410. And if you are ever in the Oxford, Mississippi area, go check out Bob's store. You putting the, you know, the scripture of the day or whatever on there. I mean, no matter what, you're getting a little bit of it and you're doing great. I love that about what you're working and doing. But a little story I can tell about Norm here, and I think you'll, you might appreciate it. Uh, it was the second round, their second leg of the USDC. And this is my favorite cast of all time. <laughs> uh, we were going hunting. It's missed. I draw, had Wild Thing. I draw Chaos. She was a world champion. Uh, and the Razor Dog for Mr. Norm Island. We're driving down the road there, and you know how most people is before the hunt. You know, you're, yeah, I've been doing, you know, working hard. They got, you know, hunt my dog like I need to, this, that, and other. I mean, you know, we small talk for just a second, but me and Mr. Norm, we started talking about the Lord. Uh, we both give her testimonies, and a lot of people, I, nobody knows it much, and I did tell this at the JPI, but 
before we got them dogs turned loose, me and Mr. Norman, we sitting in the truck just, and I'm a big baby like yourself about the Lord. Uh, we, we just was crying, giving her testimony and had a unbelievable good time going down to that hunt. It was a bad that we had to get loose and turn, turn dogs loose. I don't want to stay in the truck and keep talking, but, uh, That's right. uh we had a, had a great, great cast there even before we got turned loose, went on and finished the hunt. But that was one of my favorite casts is just before we got there, how both of us getting to give her testimony a little bit, tell what the Lord has done for us and where he's brought us and hopefully where he's going to end up taking us. Ain't it funny how we can just find now when we get our life right, we can find time to, you know, he just shows up and I don't know. It's just funny how he just shows. He's been there all this time, but it's just I don't know. I just acknowledge him more. And again, like I said, I, you know, this that little scripture I do every morning uh, or every episode is just, uh, you know, before I did this, I had four or five and I'll tell I tell it all the time. But I've had four or five folks call me. and was like, man, you ever thought about doing a podcast? You'll talk to anybody because I will. I may not know you from Adam, but I will act like I do. And I'll talk to you because me and you go be buddies. Well, oh. Uh, I went to my preacher and I was like, look, brother, his name is Randy Rigney. I said, brother Randy, I said, man, I said, I got these folks asking me to do this podcast. And I said, I think it'd be a good thing. I said, but I really want to, I really want to do, you know, some, I want it to, I want to use it for some kind of ministry to, to the squirrel dog world, you know? And he was like, well, do it. He's like, just do it. He's like, you already know what you want. Just do it. That's it. That's God wanting to use you right there. So, and that's what I did, man. You know, and I, you know, I sent them, I think this, the USDC has done a wonderful job, you know, or like the NSD. Um, I sent, I think it was uh, three Bibles up to, to the youth, uh, to the youth world and had them in, you know, I don't think it's called embroidery, but you know, they were camouflaged Bibles and it had USD Youth World on put on them or something. I, my wife did that for me. But, uh, um, yeah, I want to, man, I just want this to grow. And I just want, man, if I could tell somebody about the good Lord and they hear it and it touched their lives, then, man, I've done my job. I just feel like that. I feel like if I could just, you know, if I could touch one person, I don't know, man. It's just God's been good to me and it's... It's uh, it took me a while to 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 understand that, but you know, without him, I'm I'm nothing. You know, I don't, I, you know, I don't have the money and the finances to go to to these hunts. You know, I've been blessed with a job, a good paying job. You know that I, that provides me. But you know, before I you know surrender my life over to him, I just I, I didn't have it together, man. I really didn't. I just I don't know. It's been a blessing, and I don't I want to keep yeah. I want to keep doing it. That's exactly right. Yeah, and, and you know, you like we said earlier, you ain't gonna get full, but if you got the Lord with you, I mean, it's just a different, it's a, it's a different feeling. And you talk about that. I told told my church, you know, I got COVID February thirteenth. Two, this will be two years ago. Uh, this February thirteenth, but I, I I had it. I guess a lot worse than I thought. I was in intensive care there for six days, and you know, you're sitting there barely breathing and stuff. And and that, that I don't never forget. You know, uh, I laid there probably for five days. And all I'd listen to is gospel music. And the nurse, I didn't know, I didn't think, but she come in there and and, and uh, she said, "Sir," she said, "Do you know?" And I and I had it loud. Don't get me wrong, I had it on my phone as loud as you know. And I'd sleep with it on, and what it went on, uh, it kept playing that same song. I can't even walk without you holding my hand. <laughs> and I sat there thinking, and I'm gonna get emotional here probably. But hey, I like I it. I get emotional with you. I can't breathe without the Lord right then. I said, God, I can't even breathe without you holding my hand. 
and it really don't get me wrong i've I've always believed in the lord and always as a kid and i done good but i started taking on right then when 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 you get a lifelong something that you think you're not going to walk away from you talk about getting close with him you know I mean the best talk i've ever had with the lord is laying up there in livingston tennessee's regional hospital my my sheets was wet and they weren't wet with sweat they was wet with tears I mean, right sitting there talking to the lord but that lady come in there and said, sir, she said, you know, you can turn that TV on. And I think what it was, I think she would got tired of hearing gospel music, I believe. And I said, ma'am, let me tell you something. I said, that TV ain't got what I need. I said, I need what's in these songs right here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she went out and that was, that was the truest thing I ever said in my life. And, you know, from that point on, I had to start going to different doctors and, and you get, you, I don't know, I guess when you know that tomorrow might be your last day, you start making a little different preparations for family and different things, but you and the Lord, I mean, you fixing them. I'm fixing to meet you here in a couple months. If things don't change, Lord, let's, let, let's talk this out and get, uh, but, um, we had some good time. I mean, I, I did, I, that was, and even with this disease I've got, they told me about four months ago, uh, the doctor, I sat down he said, Joy, he said, you've progressed the last three months. And I, I told people down at JPI that I did have a, something to matter with me. And I said, well, we, you know, shoot me straight dog i said what are we looking at and uh he said if something don't change he said you got six months and mm. that's been four months ago mm. he said do we got oh yeah it's a pretty tough thing when you're 47 year old to think you can still run and you know catch the moon if you need it to that's right um, and you got to tell your kids this that, and other and i said uh, i said what can we do are there anything that that you know we can do and uh, he said you know there's there's one medicine he said it's an experimental medicine he said well we you know we might could try it and i said let's do it and he said well it's, it ain't that easy you know you got to get approved through insurance and it's it's, it's about 70 something thousand dollars a month treatment oh, i have to go wow. through so uh you know i can afford a few of them treatments but then then in the point in time you know i'm gonna run out of money and he said uh, you know he said you know the insurance don't approve it i don't recommend anything and i said uh, but you know i've got six months and he said you need to start doing some things that that you've always wanted to do. So uh, I buckle up and I said, you know what? I can look at this two different ways. I can look at this as, you know, poor pitiful me, or I can buckle up and tell everybody that I meet from now on about the good Lord. Amen. And that's what I'm going to try to do. And uh, I, you know, I didn't say why me or nothing of that stuff, but I go through and I'm going to try to make this as short as I can, but we uh, turned it into insurance. You know, he did. He said, this man, you know, needs this or the, and, and they denied me. And, uh, you know, that's a pretty big thing when you're thinking you've paid insurance, and I've never asked the government for any help. You know what I mean? I've yeah, always been right. one of them bullheaded guys, but they say, you know, basically you, we ain't giving it to you, you know. And and he said, you might should file an appeal. And uh, his little angel come around, and I can't say their name, but that's somebody fine. really helped, helped this because it would get them in trouble with their job and stuff. And somebody I understand. Really helped them. And uh, they said, uh, we got to get this. You know, if you don't get it, Joey, you're going to. I hate to say it, but you're going to die. And I said, uh, I've done everything I can. So I go back to the doctor. And when I went back, they said, Joey, you're, you're worse again this time. Your function is down to 20% lung function. Uh, you need to, you know, make arrangements to get on a ventilator. I mean, I own a ventilator at night, but get on a, get a trach uh, and some different things because you're going close to the point that you're not going to be able to, you know, breathe for your own during the day. So I'm thinking I've got to get this. And this woman... She said, call right now, give us a number to direct people, and really went out of her way. And I'll never forget, God put her in my life, because my wife has prayed, put the right people before us. And that was one of them right people. We made a phone call and invoked that, that appeal, 
And they were supposed to let me know like in seven days at 3.30 that day. And this goes right back to them same friends. Guess who Joy Posting calls to pray for? That's right. Them guys. Andy Colt, Shane Stevenson, Chris Chastain, Richie Bean, all them guys. Uh, you know, they always say you got God's timing. And I, and I believe that. Well, God wanted to run a little bit early. He went ahead and made that a day, I think a day early and a little, a little bit earlier than they said. They approved me finally for those infusions. So to make a long story short, those infusions are are helping uh but i kept saying god put, put people in front of me and i've got on facebook a few times and i'm not i am not no good fella you know what i mean i'm as people don't realize that, you know, a christian you know only difference is we know we're doing wrong and try not to do it again but um I, uh, I was down at they sent me to the uh mayo clinic in jacksonville mm-hmm. and uh, and i prayed this whole time and this is how we get I guess, you know, put put people in front of me. Let me be a light to people. And I'm back there in a room. There's three people back there. And there's an old gray-headed lady. And when you go to the Mayo Clinic in Jackson, you see the worst of the worst. You know, them people's they're wanting some kind of help, you know, because they're right. dying. And I was laying there. I was sitting there, and there's a woman to my left laying there just, just crying. And I thought, man, this woman's hurting bad. You know, I, I feel feel so bad for her. And uh, I wanted to say something, but you know how it is. You don't want to say something. Mm-hmm. I wanted to pray for her, but I, I didn't. And, uh, that little gray-headed woman, she got up when the doctor called her back there, people were doing the test, and she just patted that woman. And it was a sincere pat, you know what I mean? Just You could just feel the, the love in that woman. Right. And uh, she walked out, and that woman was just laying there crying. I said, ma'am, I said, can I pray for you? And she didn't say yes, and she didn't say no. But I didn't let her tell me no. I just went to praying, and I didn't know mm-hmm. what her what her need was. And I went to praying, and uh, when I got done, the woman set up, and she said, I'm not crying because I'm hurting. She said, I'm here today to get... She said, I've got good notes to tell. But she said, let me tell you something. She said, you don't know how much that prayer meant to me. And she started Man. just basically. Mm, that's good stuff. Oh, well, it gets better. She says, you know, my son committed suicide a couple months ago. And she said, my whole family's been turned upside down. And she said, we've been out of church. But she said, we're going back. We're starting back. Hallelujah, and, and I, Jesus. And, and I hope and pray throughout whatever I'm dealing with and having to go through. I just want somebody to see something good, the Lord in me, and I want him to use me, whether tomorrow's my day or whenever it is, but use me to hopefully help somebody else get closer to the Lord. Same way with your podcast. I know you're doing, what you're doing is a great thing. You're you're spreading the word and you're planting on seeds. And uh, I hate I got tied up said as much as I did, but I mean. Man, this has been Lord. better than anything because I'm just being honest. This was my, I want to, man, this is awesome. I'm telling you, I feel the, I feel the presence of God in this room right now. I ain't kidding. I do. It's a, uh, it's a good thing, brother. I'm telling you, it's uh, what you're doing is, you know, you're taking something that could be, you know, just some people would just give up, you know, mm-hmm. and you're making it. As positive as as you can, man. I'm big ups to you, brother. I promise you. Well, I, I can tell you, it ain't nothing Joy Posting can do. That's for sure, because it's it's good Lord uh, working through me. I hope, and and I and another thing, I just want to be, I want to be what He wants me to be, uh, and I want to, I want to be a, you know, a light to some others, and and backing them, going back to competition. I wasn't the light. Yeah, I went to church. I, I done what I'm supposed to. This and nothing, but I really don't think my light. I was dimming it by competition hunting. I'll put it that way. Yeah, that sounds. I, I, uh, that's I a good that. way to put it. You know, I catch myself doing that right now. You know, I'm on. I'm on our board, our pastor's board, and at our church, and you know, I try to go, 
morning, evening, Wednesdays, and you know, I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm I do. I feel like I dim my lights on. Them, you know, huh. it's a yeah. good way to put it. But all we can do is strive, I guess, put one foot in front of the other and, and make tomorrow a little bit better. And uh, I think the better people we surround ourselves with, going back to like Keith and stuff like that, uh, and people still, they're good people out there in this world. You know, we see the TV. Uh, that TV is about like Facebook. And boy, don't bash me on this, but uh, on fa- Facebook, everybody's got a tree dog that stands on a tree, slobber mouse. And uh, you know what I mean? My dogs don't never look like that. You know, I can take a picture of it, but that ain't yep. them all the time. That's exactly you right. Best, you see the best of everybody on, you know, on their dog on Facebook and that TV. I mean, they want us to to see the worst in people. You know, the school shootings. The school shooting can make a, you know, that's gonna make TV of his two or three people killed. You know, this, that, and other, and it probably needs to. But they don't say nothing about, you know, revival breaking loose in Mississippi and ten people getting saved that week. Uh, they don't want to see, you know, a guy reaching out to somebody down on their luck, you know, and said, hey, you know, I'm praying for you. If people don't, you know, that goes a long ways with me. Uh, you can come feed my dog, mow my yard, you can help me out a lot of things, but I want you to pray for me. Amen. You know, you say that right now. I mean, there's a, you know, I was just talking to Cody earlier, and he had, uh, you know, there people are going to be, you know, there's people, there's rude people all over the world, and, you know, we, We've had some comments about some stuff, you know, this ain't, you know, this person lies and this person does this. Well, you know, and at first I was, you know, when he told me about it, I was like, you know what, I'll call that dude and tell him. To, and then now, you know, just after this conversation, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to be the bigger person. I'm going to pray for that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not go. I'm not going to call him and tell him you know what i'll do and because i mean lord knows man you can ask anybody i used to be a card now i ain't telling i would i would throw down at the drop of a hat i was i got a quick temper but uh yeah man that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna pray for that guy i'm gonna i'm gonna be i'm not gonna be as ugly as i wanted to be i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna pray for that guy and, and hopefully that that prayer you know you know he has a change of heart but anyway that's enough about that Dude, I have enjoyed the crap out of this this interview. I ain't kidding you. You know, I love these dogs, and but man, I have enjoyed this talk about God, and you know, this is what it need. This is what it's about, man. This is exactly what it's about. And uh, I'm going blesses us with these dogs. <laughs> that's it. He does. He does. And like I said, I'm going to. You know, I'm I'm getting ready to 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 go to church tonight, and. Uh, if you don't mind, I want to put you on my prayer list, and uh, yes, I, I do. I want to, and man, I'd love if you ever, you know, if you ever need any prayer, dude. You got my number. You can text me, and I will, I will doggone call you at eleven thirty at night if you need prayer, and I will pray over the phone with you because that's what I'm telling you. Praying brothers is. I'm in a text message group with about seven guys, grown, like you said, the burly men, and. I'll say, you know, just something I'm dealing with at work. Hey, man, I'm dealing with this customer, you know. He got a bad product. Help me, you know. I'm just, you know, guys, just pray that, you know, this and that. And they will stop what they're doing, and they will pray right then, you know. Because it's easy for us to say, you know, Joey, I'm praying for you, you know. But when I tell you that, I'm praying for you right then. I'm not I'm not yes, wasting sir. time. I'm praying for you right then. So That's exactly right. Oh. And throughout all this squirrel hunt, I made a good friend, you know, a great friend. And he told me, he said, uh, 
he was talking about the salvation. He thought you had to be perfect to be saved. And I said, buddy, listen, I'm not going to mention his name, but he'll listen to this podcast. Great, great guy. Right. But he said, we're all sinners. I said, I was just as sorry as a, and I never done drugs or done anything. I said, I was just as sorry as a murder, a dopehead, or anything. I said, a sinner's a sinner. I said, and, but what you'll learn. Sin's a sin's a sin. Ain't no one no better that, than the other. And he got a little, and hopefully, I, you know, little by little, and that man called me. I was sitting there at the hospital, and he, he called me. And he said, I just got saved. And man, you talk about a guy, <laughs> he don't know this. I mean, I'm telling you this. I started crying after in the hospital. Man, I, I love it. He said, what's the matter? And I said, such and such just got saved. And she said, oh, my. And here she wants to. You know, my wife's as good a Christian woman as you've ever seen. That's right. Uh, and she went to praying, to, you know, and just thanking the Lord. And uh, he called me. He said, I want to pray, you know, about as many mornings as we can. And that boy, that gentleman called me in the morning. It's about 6 o'clock. And we'd pray every morning. And, you know, at that's awesome. You know what I mean? If that's somebody right. Wants to pray with you, that's and, exactly and it's a blessing. right. It was just a good feeling, and I hope you know, hope we can continue doing that. But yeah, the good Lord, he's he's the main man here. He's got all this. He's, You've said it. He's the master hounds, and we'll let him go. Sure. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Well, brother, dude, I'm telling you again, I am excited about this one. I mean, we didn't get a lot of dogs talked, but doggone, did we talk? I loved it. Yeah. Um. And I can't wait to uh, to meet you. Like I said, I'm I'm planning to come to the JPI as a you know Miles is Miles Miller, a good buddy of mine that hunts with me. He's got two entries, and I may end up hunting a dog for him if he needs me to. If not, I'm gonna ride with him, and uh, we go come up here and shoot the junk anyway. We'd love to have you, and it's open to anybody. We love the more the more the merrier. That's right, and uh, you know even if I just come up there and say the blessing at the at the dinner table, I don't mind. You know what I mean. <laughs> I, I do man i'm gonna okay oh, i got to get off here and, and get to church but i'm gonna add you and uh man like i said i uh if you ever need anything you let me know hey, same here all right brother it's good talking to you and i'll be in yes, touch all see, right thanks see you buddy